What's going on, everybody? Episode number 40 of Trail Tales is what is playing in your ears right now. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I'm a thru-hiker, I'm a peak bagger, and every single week on this podcast, I chat with another thru-hiker or another peak bagger or another hiking nerd just like myself about their experiences on the trail. Now, folks, this is a big one. Not going to lie, this is a big episode. Frozen from Outdoor Adventures on YouTube is on the program this week. He just finished the Appalachian Trail. I haven't done an AT episode in a long time, so this was just so, so much fun. And we talk about a bunch of cool stuff. We talk about the success of his YouTube channel and what it's like to run a pretty intensive vlog on a thru-hike. I honestly can't even imagine how that all works. We also talk about how he was kind of able to use his thru-hike as an avenue to meet and interact with some of the fans of his channel, maybe even some of the people listening to this podcast right now, which I think is super cool. And we talk a little bit at the end of the episode about what it was like for him to actually finish the Appalachian Trail, see and touch that sign on top of Katahdin, and then how he actually proposed to his then-girlfriend at the summit of Katahdin. I think that's so incredible. It's so unique, and it was really cool to kind of hear that story, um, you know, right from the source. So, Frozen, dude, when you hear this, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. I had a blast, and I really, really appreciate it. We're going to get into the conversation in just a second. I got three things to say. Real quick here, people, hear me out. Don't hit that skip button. The first thing is I want to give you guys a way to contact me and give some advice to me about this show. I have a feeling I might have a decent amount of first-time listeners during this episode, and I want to know what you guys think. Trailtalespod at gmail.com. Send me an email with any advice or feedback at all. I love to hear from people. There's no comment section on podcasts, unlike YouTube videos, so... I really value all the feedback I get on there. Once again, trailtalespod at gmail.com. But let's say you don't have an email address because, let's face it, it's 2019. Nobody uses old-fashioned email anymore, right? Right? Well, you're wrong. But let's say that's the case anyways. Instagram, you can go on there instead, so no more excuses. At trailtalespod is the Instagram. I post most days, or at least like three to four times a week, on my Instagram, just pictures from my various hikes. I really enjoy doing that, so go follow me on Instagram and maybe send me a DM with said advice I was talking about a second ago, said feedback. That would be really, really cool. Facebook, don't sleep on Facebook. Facebook is still a thing. Unfortunately, um, Facebook, yeah, Trail Tales, type that shit in, and you will find the show on Facebook. That would be really, really cool. The next thing I'm going to say here is I do... This little thing where I read my five-star iTunes reviews out loud during an introduction to an episode. So I'm going to read one right now. I'm a little bit behind at the moment, but you should still go and leave five-star iTunes reviews. People, it's a great way to help the show, and plus they're just fun. Like, I like doing this. So, all right, let's do one. This one says, great conversations. Kyle does a great job capturing the fun and challenges of the trail. This is definitely the tone this person was using when they wrote this review. I have watched a lot of hiking YouTube videos. Oh, you're going to love this episode then. But Trail Tales is different. It challenges us to use our minds to imagine the trail. (laughs) I've binged on his entire catalog and now must wait like everyone else for his weekly episodes. That is a very well thought out and funny review, honestly. It challenges us to use our minds to imagine the trail. That is... That is an awesome compliment. Thank you so much for the review. And like I just said a second ago, everybody, leave me some freaking five-star iTunes reviews. I love that stuff. Um, That would be really cool. Now, the last thing I want to say before we get into the episode here is a call to action. I would really, really appreciate your guys' help, not only sending me stupid emails and leaving stupid reviews, but actually for something pretty serious and pretty important. A friend of mine and a previous guest of the show, Colby Zemendorf, founded an organization called 46 Climbs, which raises money for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And I have started a Trail Tales team 
on 46 climbs to help raise some money for this great cause. I set a goal of $100 because honestly, I wasn't really sure how much I would be able to raise. I'm excited to say that that goal has been surpassed, but not by a lot. I'm very, very thankful for everybody who has donated so far, but I really want to see those donations go up. This is such an important thing. It really sucks to say, but I know that a lot of people listening to this episode have been affected by suicide in some way, shape, or form. So I would really appreciate if you guys went over to 46climbs.com and typed in Trail Tales under the uh, team name for the donation so we can kind of pool all our money together. I'll also have a link for this in the show notes, so go check that out if that's more your speed. And here's the thing, everybody. This isn't like a just donate online and that's the end of it kind of thing. I mean, it can be if that's all you have the time or the resources for, but what I think makes 46 Climbs so special is that when you go to sign up and register, you actually get to pick a mountain or hike that you want to do. And then during the week of August 30th through September 8th, you're actually gonna go out and hike that mountain. They're gonna send you a t-shirt and some other swag to wear during your hike. So everybody can kinda go out and just, you know, get people talking about this organization and get people talking about this great cause ending the stigma. This is really, really important stuff, everybody. Once again, 46climbs.com. You get to pick any mountain you want anywhere in the world. It's pretty incredible. They've raised a bunch of money over the years already. And, you know, I'm just very fortunate to be a part of this. And I hope you will consider joining the Trail Tales team. All right, let's do it. Let's get into the episode with Frozen from Outdoor Adventures. This is a good one, folks. I hope you enjoy it. Frozen Appalachian Trail Class of 2019. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 40 of Trail Tales. I'm super excited for this one. I'm always excited for my episodes, definitely, but I'm like extra excited today. Frozen from the YouTube channel Outdoor Adventures is on the program today. How's it going, man? Thanks so much for uh, for taking the time. Yeah, man. I'm doing great. Pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. So you just recently finished the Appalachian Trail. That, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about this episode. I Back when I first started Trail Tales back in November of 2018, a lot of my first episodes were on the Appalachian Trail because I had just gotten back from my through hike and I was interviewing a lot of the people that I had met along the way, a lot of the people that I kind of knew um, in person, met on the trail, whatever. It says that I haven't really done that many AT episodes, and I, or at least not recently anyways, and so I'm just I'm excited to, to talk to someone who just finished the trail. Um, I'm excited to hear about your experiences, man. And honestly, I got to say, I'm a little bit excited to maybe work in some of mine as well, because I haven't talked about my through hike in a long time. So as, as I'm sure a lot of through hikers listening, uh, know, it's kind of fun to talk about your hikes sometimes. So anyway, yeah, dude, uh, I'm super excited. You, so when exactly did you finish right now? It is August 7th. Yeah. August 7th, uh, 2019. When did you actually summit on Katahdin? I summoned Katahdin on July 3rd around like 1.30 p.m., so <laughs> nailing it down. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. I don't even remember what time I... It was sometime <laughs> in the morning, I don't know, something like that. But anyways, so you're only, yeah, a little, little bit more than a month um, out, so very recent. I think that's awesome. How are you feeling, you know, both physically and mentally since you finished? Because I remember uh, after I finished... Physically, I was feeling like pretty good, honestly, but a lot of my friends were really hurting for a while. So I'm kind of curious to know how you're feeling. So yeah, I was uh, feeling pretty good till about the point in New Hampshire when my knees just started killing me. I don't know what was going on, but most of the people uh, in my trail family were just, you know, complaining about little achy knees. I think mine was the worst, had a brace on. Uh, Still got through it, took a couple days off at the Rattle River Hostel, which was great. And, you know, we went into the Whites little achy, but we, we finished it. Since summoning Katahdin, 
I think I can finally walk down the stairs now without acting like an old lady. But, you know, <laughs> that's only happened within, you know, the past probably two or three days. Interesting. So, yeah, it's it's crazy how much a through hike can beat up your body, but how fast your body can bounce back. So, uh, as, as far as mentally, I'm doing good. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. I, I'm so glad I did the hike. I think it changed a big portion of, you know, who I am as a person and my mental state just toward everything. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. That's, that's good to hear. I know that's, I mean, as, as I'm sure you're aware, that's obviously something that is like a huge, huge thing for a lot of people when they get back. Um, you know, not really feeling too hot after the through hike mentally, um, is what I'm talking about here. Uh, for me, it was like, I, I was okay for the first like week or so. I was good, but I definitely, I, I don't know. I don't really want to call it like post trail depression because honestly, I feel like it's, it's different for everybody, but I definitely wasn't doing too, too well. I'm glad to hear that you are though. And I know it sounds like you're kind of in the middle of a job search right now, huh? Correct. Yeah. I actually just had my first interview today. Oh, so nice. Nice. It went very well. Yeah. Two interviews in one day. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. this one goes as well as that one goes. I know, right? <laughs> a little, a little bit less on the line here, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. That's another thing that um, another thing that we kind of have in common um, is I I'm a software developer, and so kind of different like actual positions. But for people who don't really know computers, it's probably not too different. So um, you know, I I kind of. No, I didn't. My experience wasn't exactly the same because I already had a job lined up after I got back. But um, I, I'll I'll be curious to know how you feel once you actually get that job and start spending some time, you know, at the office or whatever. Um, at the same time, having that buffer period between you know coming back from the woods and actually like spending forty plus hours in a cubicle every week, um, that yeah, might exactly. help. Because I've I've talked about this in some of my earlier episodes, but that was that was definitely pretty tricky for me to go from summiting Katahdin and then two weeks later I was you know <laughs> in the cubicle so I don't All know that freedom to cage kind of thing yeah 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 that being said my job's pretty awesome and I'm, I'm very thankful for that but I'm well good I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well so the way I like to kind of start these episodes off is kind of get a background on who I'm talking to you know how you got into hiking and how, or excuse me, why you wanted to through hike the AT in the first place. So I think we're going to kind of break, break that down into the, the two questions I just said there. So let's go back before the AT, you know, how did you first get into backpacking? And then for you specifically, I also kind of want to know why you decided you wanted to share all these trips, all these experiences, you know, with the world on YouTube. Oh, so the, my first backpacking trip is quite a story. So <laughs> what happened was one New Year's Eve, we were celebrating and, you know, everybody sends, you know, at 12 a.m. They always send, you know, Happy New Year and everything. He goes, yeah. my my best friend at the time, he, he goes, Happy New Year. I, I want to get back, back into backpacking. Do you think that's something you're interested in? And I was like, you know, I, I like camping. I can do the car camping scene. I, I've tried backpacking, you know. How hard could it possibly be? Strap some gear on the top of your on the on your back, and you know, just walk in the woods and camp, right? It's simple. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, man, I'm down. When do you want to go? Like April, May? And he says, Nah, man, let's go in January. And oh. so the day, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. From those who don't know, and uh, you know, our winters can be harsh. You know, most of them are mild, but it just so happens that year we had a a zero degree day when we went out on our, my first backpacking <laughs> trips and it just happened to be a polar vortex. So it was uh, quite an experience. I'm glad I lasted through the night, but I had all this cheap, you know, crappy gear. And then it kind of really, uh, it, it, I had a ton of fun, which is why I went back and restarted researching stuff, you know, got actually what I needed. But as time went on, we did a ton of backpacking trips. We set out to do one a month, and that's what we kind of stuck with. Uh, and then things started happening where he kind of, you know, had to shy away from the backpacking scene and kind of get back to his family. Don't want to go into too much details, but I decided to go on my first solo trip, and from then on, I was hooked. Uh, as far as you know, sharing it with uh, with YouTube, I think that's what you asked. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, I honestly just, uh, I was a real big uh, fan of Les Stroud, like Survivor Man, for those familiar with that TV series. 
And I was like, dude, I want to be just like him. I'm going to go in the woods. I'm going to survive. And, you know, I'm going to be an expert at it. I'm going to eat bugs. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I just like, you know, taking it to a lower extreme, I was like, why don't I just fill my backpacking trips and, you know, I'll have something to watch later on in life, you know, when I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it started. And then all of a sudden, you know, I had a thousand subscribers, you know, over the past few years or so. And I'm like, who in the heck is watching me? <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, I had a previous YouTube channel before this, but it was just, you know, me playing some stupid guitar covers and, you know, Final Fantasy playthroughs, like stupid crap, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was just like, who's watching me, you know, walk in the woods and talk to myself? <laughs> and so, you know, that became a whole thing. And, you know, I was like, well, hey, I'm starting to learn a little bit about backpacking. Maybe I can help get someone outside because this has been like therapy for me. And that's how that YouTube channel pretty much started there. Gotcha, gotcha. I think that's so funny that like you took inspiration from Survivor, man. Dude, that, yeah. that is such a throwback. I used to watch that show <laughs> when I was when I was in like middle school or high school and, and stuff. And I always liked that show better than the uh, Man vs. Wild because I feel like Survivor Man was a little bit more like legit, you know? Oh, yeah. And he didn't drink his own pee, which is always a plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not as many uh, internet memes came out of Survivor. Right, memes, exactly. Unfortunately. <laughs> that's that's cool, though. Maybe this is kind of obvious, uh, you know, for someone for someone who's who's a YouTuber and especially for someone who's done it for a number of years now. What, when did your when did your channel start exactly? Uh, it started five years ago as of like April of this year. So, OK. Whatever. Okay. So anyways, um, you know, I feel like at least, at least from the people I've talked to, I also talked to a syntax 77 a couple months ago and he said a very similar thing. It's like when you first start the channel, you're not really expecting anybody to kind of watch it, you know? And I feel like right. it's maybe I'm again, I'm not a YouTuber, but maybe it's <laughs> different these days. It seems like people kind of hit the ground running with their channel and put a lot more effort into it. And obviously nothing wrong with that. And even coming at it from like my perspective, you know, obviously I wasn't expecting to just like be the next big thing when I started freaking hiking podcast. Right. But of course I <laughs> want people to listen to it. I right, put a lot yeah. of work into it and, and try to get it out there to people. So I don't know. I just think that's kind of fascinating that, uh, that you started and you were just kind of like, yeah, I'll just put these up for fun. And then the next <laughs> thing, you know, a bunch of people want to watch it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Why don't we talk a little bit about your motivation for actually through hiking the AT? You know, you've got this channel, you've got this following, um, you're, you're doing these shorter trips and people seem to like it. You know, why did you kind of want to step it up and, and do a full on through hike? So my first year of backpacking, the ultimate goal was to through hike this trail called the Laurel Highlands Trail in South Central PA-ish. Uh, and it was a 70 mile trail. I thought it was just like, man, if I, you know, I was used to, you know, 10, 20, maybe 25 miles, you know, for a trip. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, if I can pull out 70 miles, that would be so cool. You know, that would be the ultimate goal. And, you know, I couldn't get, you know, any longer than that because, you know, how do we get more than a week off of work kind of thing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And once I had finished that trail, I guess I, the only way I can describe it is like, I got bit by the bug. And every year after that, I decided, okay, well, let's try 85 miles and, you know, let's try 214 miles. And it just kind of compounded after that. I started to like these long distance hikes so much. Pair that with, uh, I think I was getting into, you know, just a bad routine at work. You know, I kind of had been there for, I've been with the company for my previous company for about 13 years and it was becoming, it was becoming routine. Not that I didn't like the job. But it was just, I needed something new. And I was starting to get depressed to the point where, you know, I would wake up on a weekend and just be like, what's the point of getting out of bed? And it was, I didn't realize how bad this uh, this depression had got. And, and I talked about this in some of my videos, but, you know, you always have that one friend that's depressed and you, you can't relate to them because like, why don't you just, you know, be happy? Mm -hmm. you know, why don't you just, you know, go out with your friends? And it's once you experience this depression thing, it's hard. It, it really is. And, and I honestly didn't know what was going on with me. I, I refused to believe that I was depressed. So fast forward uh, a year after that, uh, my uncle, who has always been like a, a hunter, a fisher, he did, uh, you know, dog hunting contests all over the United States. He went hunting up every day, you know, before work. He had a major accident where he went up in his tree stand one morning 
slipped and fell because it was really foggy and he ended up getting paralyzed below the waist. Oh, that's terrible. So yeah, so taking the, you know, the through hiking thing with longer trails, I was like, man, the Appalachian Trail is something I would love to do. I can't wait to retire so I could do it. Well, once that thing with my uncle happened, I was like, maybe I shouldn't wait. What's the point of waiting? Why don't I live life now? Mm -hmm. If you don't mind me asking, what did uh, he think about you kind of setting out to through hike? He was he was absolutely stoked for me. He uh, he gave me his old compass that he used to use when he walked oh, in the nice. woods to get his dogs. And uh, yeah, it was uh, he's he's like my number one fan. He he has he actually even started his own YouTube channel. Oh, so cool. it, it was pretty crazy. Give so, it a plug. What is it? Yeah, it's, it's Trappers for a hundred years. Is his channel awesome? So, and I actually do the editing on it. He sends me the footage. And I do the editing, so it's a little... <laughs> I hope you weren't cool doing that while you were on trail, too. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I barely got my editing done compared to... <laughs> I was going to say, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. That's a that, that's such a, an interesting story. Um, it sounds like you're pretty pretty open about all this stuff then. I got to ask, like, is that was that tricky at first? Like, did you ever anticipate sharing all this stuff on your channel? Or, or did you ever consider just being like, yeah, I'm just going to through hike the AT and, you know, the, the, the viewers don't need to know exactly what the, uh, the deeper meaning behind it is, I guess. So I usually keep to myself. I'm not the kind of person that goes out and, you know, talks to somebody about my feelings and stuff. That's like, you know, that's not manly to me. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm not, I wasn't never like that mm -hmm. until I started getting emails from people saying that you know, they could no longer hike or they were in a rut and my videos have pulled them out of their depression. And now, you know what? I was like, I should just tell people what's on my mind and why I'm doing this. I might inspire someone or you know, help get them out on the trail to relieve their own depression or whatever they got going on in their life that's dragging them down. Mm -hmm. So I started to be more open with it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And I don't know, how has it, I mean, I feel like maybe this is a dumb question because you're not going to be like, oh, it's been bad. But like, I don't know, how has the response to that open this like Ben and how have how has it made uh, uh, you feel you know I mean I don't think I think if you're a YouTube personality I don't think you should hide your personality I mean people watch those videos not only for the trail but to kind of gain a glimpse into the person filming's life in my opinion I've heard that a lot from several people on the channel every video I have something is like hey you're so honest you know what I mean and you know I just feel like I just have to be honest with everybody on the channel and not to hide anything about myself about why I'm doing it Mm -hmm, for sure. And do you think that honesty and that openness has contributed to the uh, the success that your channel has had so far? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say that. Yes. I definitely think that's a thing. And that's another thing I've heard from other YouTubers that I've interviewed. So that a uh, little pro tip for any anybody that wants to start a channel out there, anything at all, you know, keep it real. I, I try to I try to do that myself, you know, when I have a chance to share my stories and my experiences through this podcast, which is pretty often and i'm very thankful for that um i do want to talk a little bit about you know vlogging on your through hike so sure I, I i almost feel bad talking about this subject with with youtubers because i feel like that's what everybody like already asks you about and i'm sure you've heard these questions before but honestly like i'm just gonna do it because as a content creator like it is fascinating to me mm. and you know I'm, I'm, we won't spend that much time, but I am kind of curious. So one of the questions that I've asked pretty much all the vloggers or YouTubers that I've had on the show so far is just how, like, besides maybe the obvious, like, spending time editing or filming or whatever, you know, how does doing a pretty intensive vlog like this on a super intensive through hike kind of impact the hike? That's a really good question. I don't think anybody's ever phrased it quite the way you have, but uh, I, I think it it enhances the hike. Uh, there, I see. I, I look for things that I think I would just kind of bypass. You know, a particular point in the sky or a tree blowing a certain way. As goofy as that sounds, it looks interesting. That's honestly not goofy at all. Um, I beat at actually. So I, I talked to him. I can't remember. Maybe in like March or April, but um, he said the exact same thing when I when I asked him that question. He was like. Yeah, I'm I'm actually noticing things I might not have otherwise noticed because I'm kind of keeping an eye out for things to to put on the film, you know. Right, yeah. The uh the, the vlogging uh, sometimes I feel like it would take away uh for instance, there would be times that I didn't necessarily want to go into town, but 
my batteries are dead and I couldn't make it another day. So, you know, do I, you know, hike my own hike as cliche as that has become, or, you know, do I go in town and continue the vlog? And, you know, me wanting to share my experience with everyone, the obvious choice was I have to go into town to charge my batteries and get uploaded the videos with. But other than that, it didn't really take away or anything like that. I think it ultimately enhanced the hike. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's good to hear for sure. Um, how about like, <laughs> do you have any good stories or funny stories from actually meeting people on the trail that followed you? Oh, I have a ton of stories. Um, let's just go with the one that pops in my head first. There was a, I just got done zeroing with my parents and my mom had dropped me off with my dad and she started crying because she didn't want me to walk in the rain. <laughs> I am a hundred percent okay with walking in the rain up to that point. I probably had 30 days in the rain, you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> I was like, mom, it'll be all right. I'll be home soon. But it kind of made me feel a little bit selfish. Like, man, I'm making my mom cry. And, and that, it, that just put me down the whole day and I'm crossing this dirt road in the middle of nowhere and this car stops and I don't like stopping at roads. I like kind of hurry them along. I feel like a lot of, uh, if things were going to happen bad, they would probably be at a road crossing kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. That kind of happened to me one time. <laughs> oh, geez. Maybe you could tell that story after this. Yeah. I'd be curious. Well, anyway, so I'm, I'm kind of hurrying past this road. This car stops and all I hear is frozen. Hey, frozen. <laughs> and I'm looking back. I'm like, well, somebody must know me because, you know, they're yelling the trail name out. And I turn around and there's these two people running frantically at me and just, you know, saying hi and, you know, hey, we've been following you since, you know, whatever year it was. And they just, you know, told me their story. They're hiking as a couple now. And they got, I got them both outside and it, it made me feel so good. It kind of took me out of that, you know, selfish feeling with my mom. And, you know, I gave her a call. I said, hey, mom, you know, I'm sorry. I'll be home in a couple months. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I know you need this hike, you know, go hike your hike. And uh, that was the day I did the ice cream challenge, the half gallon. Oh, so nice! It, w- it was a good day until that night when you know I couldn't get out of the privy. But yeah, <laughs> it was a great, it was a great day. I I I got to admit I haven't seen the half gallon challenge video. <laughs> did you did you complete the challenge? I did, but it took me I swear about an hour and a half. Ooh, it was bad. It was freezing too. It was like uh, forty five degrees and windy. I had every piece of clothing I had. It was colder than the Smokies <laughs> that day. <laughs> so yeah. That's so funny. Um, I I had a buddy who did the half gallon challenge. She was a little bit ahead of me at the time, and I I started much later than you did. I I, I started in like mid May, so um, okay. obviously like all pretty much like different seasons uh, at that point. But um, it was still for you know I guess it was probably early August around this time of year. Um, it was still like it was like a cold, rainy day. I'm sure it wasn't as cold as as your day was, but you know, not not in not an ice cream day. I'll say that you know, not the right, yeah, the perfect conditions to be eating a freaking half gallon of ice cream. And right. it took me it took me about 50 minutes. And you know, I thought that was okay. A couple people were faster than me. A couple people were slower. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't really think much of it. And then later on in the trail, probably when I got up to oh geez, where did I meet him? uh new york or massachusetts something like that um i started hiking with this other guy and he had done the half gallon challenge a little bit ahead of me and he had like a really hot like summer you know freaking like 90 degree day and so he was bragging about how he did it in like 20 minutes or 30 minutes (laughs) whatever it was and like he just would not accept the fact that his conditions absolutely contributed to the fact that this guy finished it so much faster because first of all i mean it's just more pleasant eating ice cream when it's hot out obviously right and then second of all it was probably just melted for me probably just like slurped that shit down you know like <laughs> i feel oh, like yeah. that I, would... had, I had to i had to ask them to put it in the uh, the microwave for a couple seconds because my <laughs> spoon was like bending my titanium spoon it was bending in the ice cream oh jeez it's crazy man <laughs> fucking breaking gear doing the half gallon challenges <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's pretty good so yeah i don't know people listening to this when if and when you do the half gallon challenge in the future, try to try to catch it on like a, a hot day if you can. It will definitely make your life a little bit easier. But if you don't, you still got to do it. Make sure, you know, don't don't be tapping out on that stuff. You got to you got to finish it. <laughs> well, that and early on, they're only open on the weekends, too. I don't know if you know that or not. Oh, I, I caught them on. I just randomly caught them on a weekend. I don't know how I did it. I did not know that. Actually, that's a. Okay, well, there's another little pro tip. Yeah. To catch them on the weekends if you can. All right. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Um, <laughs> damn, yeah, I, I, I did not know that. I didn't really have to worry about um, 
worry about that. I did almost miss the uh what's that store the the store right before you enter Baxter State Park, the A Ball Bridge store maybe? Uh yeah, that was closed when we got there. <laughs> really? Why wait, why yeah. was it closed for you? It they just they were they weren't there. No one was there. I don't know why. <laughs> they just straight up they weren't, weren't there. there. Yeah. Well, I was about to complain <laughs> about how I I literally was there on the last day that they were open for the season. But that sounds even worse. I would have been kind of screwed oh, yeah. if that happened because uh, I didn't I didn't have like any food when I came out of the hundred mile wilderness. Oh, um, let's go back to the vlog thing a little bit. I have a couple yeah. more questions here. So so this is this is a question that I kind of feel bad talking or, or asking. But um, I'm sure you've I'm sure you've answered this a thousand times. But I I just gotta I gotta know um how like how long would it take you on average to edit each video? Oh geez, so when everybody else was in the shelter or their tent sleeping, it was me up an extra twenty twenty minutes at least every night doing that episode for that day. Mm -hmm. So I, my episodes ran for two days. So every other day I was releasing a video. And yeah, literally every every night in my hammock, 20 minutes, and then I could go to bed. And if I didn't do that, I felt like I would get behind so much that I wouldn't want to do it anymore. So I forced <laughs> myself to do it every time. Okay. And did you ever get behind like that? I got behind once whenever I knew I was taking a zero the next day. So it wasn't too bad. You know, I just kind of <laughs> laid around and did my laundry and edited from the other day. So it wasn't too bad, but that was the only time that ever happened. Interesting. Okay. Well, you must be like very disciplined then because <laughs> that's, I, I just, I mean, I was just destroyed at the end of every single day. I'm sure you were too, like, mm -hmm. but you just like had to put that in. Um, and, yeah. and obviously like doing that at the end of the day would be really tough, like I just said, but I feel like 20 minutes isn't like too, too bad. You must have like kind of had your workflow down pretty well, huh? I did. I did several test videos before I even left for the AT, and it just it kept getting easier and easier. I mean, it took me longer, a little bit longer before you know when I started. But yeah, as time progressed, I kind of got what I needed to do down. Gotcha, gotcha. Makes sense. Um, how about uh, if you, if and when you you know do another through hike and 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 do the vlog, what do you think you would do differently? And I don't want to limit this to like just like the technical side of things. It could be something related to that or just, you know, anything at all related to the through hike and the vlog. So I do two things differently. Um, I actually totaled up all the times I was in town, just not even for zeros or, you know, getting food, but the times I had to go in to charge batteries. And I could only stay out there for about maybe three, four days max before the batteries were completely drained and you know I had to upload. So I'd probably if I had to do that again or the next through hike, I'd probably bring a second battery, maybe another 10,000. I carried a 20,000 milliamp with me and that got me about four phone charges, which you know, that's not that's not a lot, you know, especially if you're yeah. listening to music or podcasts throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um the second thing is well, I got pretty tired starting in Vermont. And I didn't really take the time to set up the camera as much as I, as I, or the phone as much as I wanted to. Also, there were a ton of bugs, as you obviously know, from Vermont <laughs> yeah. on through Maine. Uh, so every time I stopped to do anything, just mosquitoes would just eat me alive. But I think I'd try to, you know, get through that, maybe use DEET instead of Picaridin, which really didn't work for me. And, you know, set up the camera and take more time filming so I'd have some better content to go through. Gotcha, gotcha. That's a... That's interesting what you just said there about the, is it Picaridin? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, the Sawyer Picaridin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never used that stuff before. And like, I've seen, you know, advertisements for it and I've heard people talking about it, but I've never really actually gotten someone's opinion on it before. So it's really good. It's really good, but not in Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, because those are <laughs> those are vampires. They're not even mosquitoes anymore. <laughs> Do you guys not have uh, mosquitoes that bad down in uh, Pittsburgh? No, I, I don't even bring bug spray on my normal trips. Really? This was the first time I, I bought bug spray in Vermont. I, I'd made it the whole way without deal, you know, without <laughs> wow. even needing bug spray. Interesting. I feel like actually I don't quite remember. I feel like for me it was in. Um, New Jersey, New York that I really, it was actually New Jersey. I remember because it was like the day after <laughs> I went through Delaware Water Gap. Uh, so when the mosquitoes started to get really bad for me and they were bad all the way up until probably like end of Vermont. And that was just because it was, you know, mid September by then. Right. Um, yeah. Or early September by the time I made it into the whites. So at that point, mosquitoes aren't 
quite as bad, but I don't know. Deets, Deets always done the trick for me. Um, I talked a little bit about this in my last episode, but I definitely don't like putting it on my skin. I don't know if Mm-mm. you, it sounds like you haven't really used it too much, but have you ever just so like... funny story. <laughs> uh, my first year of backpacking, I got deep just because I thought I needed it, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going through the bottle and I'm just putting it all over my body, my back and you know, under my shirt, you know, on my face, whatever. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I was so naive to any of the directions where it says, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't put this on your clothing. Well, walked like a mile down the trail and I just found like a hole being burned in my shirt. I was like, why is my back <laughs> on fire? I took my backpack off and there's like the threads are starting to wear out. Like it's, it's, it was ridiculous. From the deep, really? Yeah. Interesting. I've never experienced mm-hmm. that before. I usually just put that, I mean, then again, my hat is pretty destroyed for my through hike and <laughs> I guess all my clothes were pretty destroyed for my through hike, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I never really realized it could like actually impact the, the clothes too much. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, the last question I kind of want to ask about the vlogging thing. Um, have you have you ever done a hike without filming it since you started your channel? And do you think you would ever do maybe like maybe maybe not like a full length through hike, but any sort of like extended uh, backpacking trip or a hike without the cameras, without having to worry about any of that stuff and, and kind of experience it from a different uh, point of view, I guess? Oh yeah, definitely. I've done a lot of hikes without vlogging it, uh, without any kind of camera, without even taking pictures of the hike. Um, I try not to tell the channel that much. In fact, if they're <laughs> listening, they're probably going to kill me. Ah. But uh, you know, I feel like you can only watch the same trail so many times. I've done that Laurel Highlands trail I was talking about earlier in this episode. You know, probably eight or nine times, and they all haven't been filmed, but I filmed a lot, and it's just nice to kind of you know, break away from the camera and, and everything and not, you know, not do that side of things. Just do a trip for yourself every once in a while. However, I will say, you know, if it's my first time in an area, more than likely I'm going to film it just so I, people can have the experience of, you know, going there with me kind of thing. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Um, what You've mentioned that trail a couple times. What is it? Laurel, Laurel, Laurel Highlands. Laurel, yeah, Hi- Laurel Highlands. Okay. Um, yep. Can you just like talk about that a little bit? I've actually never heard of this trail before. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's a seventy mile trail. It's in South Central Pennsylvania. It runs from Johnstown to Ohio Pile. It's a it's a pretty good hike. I mean, it it, it has mileage markers that kind of count down every mile, little stone slabs. Oh, really? It's, oh, that, it's that's, beautiful. It's, that's kind of interesting. Damn. It's yeah. It's like the greatest beginner through hike you could ever give someone, in my opinion. And uh, the first time I did it, it took me. Uh, six days and then I pushed myself to do it in four and then before I left for the AT we were kind of doing some conditioning I went up with a couple people and we did it in three and I ended up getting injured and so I was actually injured when I started the AT my knee was like super screwed up but I managed to get through it (laughs) clearly oh damn that's that that would have made me so like anxious starting a through hike already injured dude I was I was so like paranoid about that even (laughs) Based on the fact that I like I even trained before, like I was in pretty damn good shape when I started, yeah. and I was still worried about that. Um, did that make you like anxious at all, or were you just kind of like screw it, like whatever happens happens? No, I I I did so much work on on my knee trying to figure out what the heck was going on. I went to a sports medicine doctor, a couple of chiropractors, and they all said, "Yeah, just keep icing and stretching." I'm like, "Okay, I've been doing that for two months now, man. When is this gonna heal up?" <laughs> So, you know, day one, Georgia, it's still bothering me. And, uh, you know, it, it was it was really making me anxious. I, I didn't know if I was going to make it to Neil Gap. Damn. Which, for those that don't know, that's 30 miles into the hike. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that, that you were okay. How, like, how long or how far into the hike um, was it before it kind of started to feel better and when you kind of got more confident that, the, uh, the injury wasn't going to take you off the trail. Yeah, so I forget what mountain it was, but there was a fire tower. It marks mile 100. Oh, yeah. Al- Albert? Albert? Albert. Mountain? Was yeah. it Mount Albert Mountain? Okay, Something so yeah. Like that, I, yeah. I got up there, went in the fire tower, came back down the stairs, saw the 100-mile marker, and I just, like, I started to lose it. I started to, like, tear up a little bit because <laughs> I knew from then on that I could do it. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a question... If I was going to make it to, you know, 30 miles, I had then made it a hundred. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, now I'm good. I got the confidence again. Yeah. That's, that, that must've been a, a really good feeling. I'm sure. It was awesome. 
Um, so I just said a second ago that that, that was going to be my last question about the vlog, but one just popped into my head, actually. <sighs> and ahead. so, I don't know, you, you, you've you probably been asked this one, too, but I, I just, I'm curious. I gotta ask, um, did you ever feel like there was any sort of pressure on you because so many people were watching you, or even... I don't know, just like uh, you would be letting people down or, or anything ridiculous like that? 100%. Really? Exactly that, yes. And, and you know what? I think that was a really good motivator because I knew I had however many, 30,000, whatever it is now, 20,000 subscribers behind me just watching. And mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't want to let anyone down, let alone myself or my family. You know, I had quit my job. I wasn't going to, you know, just quit it for nothing. I was yeah. going to try my, 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 you know, my damnedest to get through it. Um, but yeah, the, I think for those that are looking to start a through hike, tell every single person that you can think of that you're doing this and have that accountability buddy, you know what I mean? In, in the back kind of cheering you on so you don't quit. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a good piece of advice. Um, I feel like, I, I, I don't know, I feel like that would definitely work for some people, definitely worked for you obviously i will say it absolutely worked for me as well you know i, I was obviously i didn't have the, the sort of following that you have but you know I, I was still putting it out there on my instagram and and all that stuff and most of my close friends and family knew about it and were following me or i'd, I'd like to think they were following me anyways <laughs> um, <laughs> some of them were some of them were and i don't know i i don't do you think that maybe for like other people it might be more appropriate for them to just kind of not worry about that as much because I actually asked that same question to Jennifer Mabus, who uh, vlogged the PCT last year, and she mm. had a not not quite as big of a following as you. I think she probably I don't know exactly, maybe like ten thousand ish subs, and she said pretty much the exact opposite of what you just said. She pretty much didn't care at all, and I I you know I tend to believe her just based on our conversation. So I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I'd say. Do whatever you think is going to motivate you, you know, whether it's be telling people, you know, writing your affirmations down, whatever you want to call it, or, you know, the reasons why you're hiking the trail, do whatever's working for you. And, and if that works, then, you know, so be it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, mm -hmm. A side note, I'm looking at, I'm looking at a Google Maps right now. I just searched the uh, Laurel Highlands Trail. Yeah. And one of the questions I, I'll often do these episodes on my show where I, have people on that have hiked trails that aren't as um like known or as popular as like the AT and the PCT. And one of the questions I always ask about these trails is if there's like established shelters or campsites along the trail. And just from Googling it right here, dude, what's up with these shelters with like the the chimneys like the chimney? in the yeah. like I've never seen anything and I guess the smoky shelters had like chimneys but this chimney's like in the front and center of the shelter it's really well designed it really works well especially for the winter I can imagine uh -huh. everybody listening you should uh google laurel highlands trail and look at some of these shelters um <laughs> in my in my last episode I was talking about the Kohas trail with a buddy of mine and Aaron and uh, I, I find it kind of fascinating that some of these smaller trails still have like structures and shelters. And I don't know, are, are these, is there just like, I mean, I, I know it's a short trail, so there's probably not that many shelters, but are they along like the whole length of the trail? They are. I think there's eight or nine shelter areas. So oh, what wow. you're looking at, that shelter with a chimney, at every shelter area, there's five of those. And they fit a good five three or four shelters? people. Yeah. Yeah, and there's lots of tenting, lots of hammocking, you know, whatever your, whatever your deal is. Wow. So it's, it's a, like I said, man, it's it's like the perfect through hike if you want something short. Um, how how many people through hike this trail? Uh, quite a bit. I've seen quite a bit of people, especially on weekends. You you can kind of be by yourself if you go in the week in the middle of the week, but yeah, there's definitely some people on it. Sounds pretty neat. Um, let's uh let's move on. So a big kind of aspect of your hike it sounds like is trail magic would you kind of agree with that i i would agree yes <laughs> i so, <laughs> know a lot of people that came out yes which i think is really cool personally i think it's really cool that you were kind of tapping into your uh, this this sounds absolutely not correct but tapping into your network in reality <laughs> you know interacting with your fans and, and friends right. and things like that but um i don't know that's that's the first thing that came to my mind there um i guess to ask a couple questions about this, when you first started the AT or, or even before you started, did you kind of anticipate like 
meeting this many subscribers and, and getting all this uh, trail magic from people that were following you? I anticipated people coming out to meet me, which I was 100% cool with. You know, I love meeting, I kept saying this in the videos, but I love meeting people on the other side of the screen. Mm -hmm. And that was cool with that. When they started showing up with, you know, Dr. Peppers and Cherry Cokes and my favorite beer, Deliriums, I was like, you know, you guys don't have to bring me something. I would be more than content just meeting people. But then people started offering, you know, rides into town. It didn't happen often. And there, if I would have said yes to every single person, I probably would still be hiking at this point, <laughs> you know, you know, but, uh, you know, it was cool meeting people. And I think it actually really enhanced my hike because I went into the trail super introverted, super worried that I was going to get chopped up into little pieces the first time I hitchhiked. And now I'm meeting people that watch me randomly on YouTube and they're all freaking cool. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? They're just hikers themselves wanting to come out and say hi. And I thought that was a really cool gesture. Did I need the trail magic? You know, definitely not. I would have made it without it. But it was cool to meet people. That was the big thing for me. So, so on average or, you know, just how often like were you actually getting um, like trail magic from viewers? It was it was sporadic. I couldn't even give a I couldn't even give an average per week. But like at the beginning of the trail, I was still introverted, so I I really didn't email. I had so much going on trying to figure out what I was doing personally. Mm -hmm. In Virginia, I started kind of opening it up and saying, "Hey, I'll be here at this time if you want to meet up." And then it really got crazy in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, because I think that's where a lot of my subscriber base is located. Because that's where I'm from. Cool, cool. Um, funny. Funny uh, little note for everybody listening that's a regular listener of Trail Tales. Um, some of you might remember Nick Scaramuzzo from episode 36 um, tr from Triple Nickel Outdoors. And uh, he actually met up with Frozen on mm -hmm. uh, while, you, while you were hiking through uh, New York, I guess it was. Um, and often i will little foreshadow for you here often after i'm done recording episodes uh with my guests i'll ask about uh people that they think might be good uh, guests for the show in the future and he had suggested you and kind of told me about you know his interaction uh, with you and how he helped you out so i thought he's that a great was great dude oh oh for sure for sure he, uh, he he's was, on the jmt right now i think you know i think he actually just got off or something okay. like that i don't know i don't really know the details but um i think like just a couple of days ago maybe i was following him on instagram but it sounds like he was having a good time for sure he was posting some uh some really cool pictures so i'm, I'm excited to hear about that from him when he gets back but he said he'd be vlogging the whole thing so his videos should pop be popping up on his triple nickel outdoors channel as well yeah everybody if you cool. didn't hear if you didn't hear episode 36 definitely go check it out um yeah, he, he's a, he's a really good dude for sure. I, I think that's so awesome that you ha like uh, were able to meet so many like people, you know, because it's it's just so fascinating fascinating to me, you know, the whole YouTube channel thing. It's like that adds like a whole nother dynamic to the hike, like a whole nother like huge part of your hike that most people don't get to experience. So I I just yeah. think that's that's so cool. Um, so here's. <laughs> This is this is probably a dumb question. I'll be honest, uh, but it popped into my head when I was, you know, learning about how you got all the trail magic. And as I'm sure, as a YouTuber, you're aware, uh, there's some there's some real jackasses on the internet. So did anybody like ever <laughs> give you shit for getting so much trail magic and be like, oh, you know, you're, it's not a real hike or anything ridiculous like that? Oh yeah, sure. People uh, <laughs> people went out as far as saying that are you really through hiking? You're spending you know half your time in hotels and getting free rides into town, and you know I try to answer these people professionally, you know, because that's what this is. It's it's a business, you know. There's it's you know people know I'm making money off the channel. It helped funded my through hike. Yeah. And you know the last thing I want to do is be a troll back to the person. You know what <laughs> I mean? I want to try to get them in my shoes and make them understand. And I remember this one comment that said just that. I'm not going to give any names, obviously, here. Yeah, yeah. But I, ex I explained, and it was about Fresh Ground. I don't, I don't know if you've covered him in, in earlier topics on the AT. I but... do not even know who that is, to be honest. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, well, maybe I can give him a quick background. Is that cool? Uh, sure, yeah. Fresh Ground is a troll angel that uh, runs via uh, donations, right? So he's kind of like the intermediary between people that want to give trail magic and, like, he cooks for the hikers, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so he had met Murica, one of my trail family people, back in Georgia. And he had met, or Fresh Ground had met back up with us sometime at the end of Vermont. And he was going to help us through the whites. Well, anyway, this, this person commented that, you know, you're, you know, you're just basically have a cook for hire at this point. And I'm like, that's <laughs> not how Fresh Ground Damn. works at all. <laughs> And I try to say, you know, the AT is not just about the trail. It's about the people that you're meeting along the way. You just want it to be about the trail and you want to have views every day and you want it hard to go, go hike the PCT. You know what I mean? <laughs> the AT has such a community behind it. I would be foolish not to meet people out there. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, so I, I responded to that and you know what? He like, he toned up differently. He, he came back with a, you know, a new argument and it was perfectly, perfectly sound. He just completely changed his mind about kind of trolling the whole situation because I answered him professionally. That's, that's good. That's good. Cause I feel like most people either don't even reply or they, they're just like middle finger an emoji. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's actually kind of refreshing to hear. Um, <laughs> I, I like for a while at the beginning of this podcast, I think partially because I was kind of insecure about it, partially just because I thought it was funny. I was like begging people <laughs> to give me like shit talk, right? I was like begging people like fucking destroy me, like send me an email and like nobody or one guy did, but he like was joking about it. He actually liked the show. Like nobody was like talking shit about Trail Tales. I was so bummed. Like, cause I, I feel like you haven't really made it until you have trolls online oh yeah definitely (laughs) blasting you for for shit like that that they they don't actually understand but um we don't need to we don't need to give them any more any more time in this interview i just i just had to ask that question because i I figured there was definitely some ridiculous stuff that people have commented well just to go back on that real quick because it's a it's a funny story but uh at the beginning of the trail I was doing like the prep AT videos and saying what I was going to bring and everything and this guy comments I'm not even joking there were a hundred and 30, 150 comments just from this one dude. Now they all got they all got caught in the you know the spam thing YouTube has. So he he wasted all of his time typing this out. But I remember the one comment, the first one he posted. This dude will never make it out of Georgia. Oh, what an asshole! And, <laughs> has he seen any of your other fucking videos? Like you can hike. Like I don't know. I, <laughs> I I don't I don't even care. I just I just thought it was funny, and that's why I brought it. I brought it up in like the third video when I crossed over to North Carolina. Ah, that was go. it was just hilarious. There you go. Yeah, use it as some some motivation. Yeah, yeah exactly. people are people are fucking ruthless. <laughs> like, um, I I know you said you listened to a couple of the past episodes, but oh, yeah. uh, Philip Karsha, you know, who I had on a couple episodes ago, we did a uh, two episodes recently. There was like he was doing this crazy grid thing in New Hampshire, and if you haven't heard it, if you don't know, oh, what I'm heard, talking I've about, heard it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. Um, if anybody, if you don't know what. I'm talking about just go back and listen to those episodes or Google, just Google the White Mountain Grid. But anyways, it's this crazy peak bagging project in the White Mountains in New Hampshire. And I saw one comment. One dude was like upset about something Philip did. And he was like, I hope you fail the grid. I was like, damn, man, he's already like, he's already like eight months in at this point. Like, Jesus Christ, like people, people can be brutal. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's really silly that somebody goes out of their way just because they're jealous or whatever they're feeling like why can't people just be happy for people yeah i i i I don't get it but that's uh that's the internet for you that's that's human nature unfortunately yeah um let's talk a little bit about the social aspect of through hiking so you've kind of mentioned a few times in this episode now that you're kind of naturally introverted would you would you kind of agree that's i got that right there yeah Oh, yeah, definitely. When I started, I was introverted. Yep. Okay, cool. So I'm just kind of curious because I'm I'm generally the same way. I would definitely say I'm kind of an introvert. Um, but on the trail, I feel like I'm like pretty social. I feel like most people are pretty social on the trail. And it sounds like that was kind of how you evolved. You know, you were hiking with a group after a while. So I don't know. Can you just kind of talk about that evolution and like what changed and I don't know why – did the trail like bring that out of you, I guess? When I first started the trail, like I, like we said, I was introverted and I actually avoided the shelter areas because I didn't want to be around people. Really? Yeah. Like I didn't care that there were beautiful privies that you could use in the morning. I didn't care any about any of that stuff or, you know, I, I made it a point to stealth and that's what I like to do. I inadvertently met people that were soon to be my tramley on like 
where was I? It was coming out of, uh, no, what was it? Uh, Standing Bear. It was coming out of Standing Bear. So right after the Smokies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to be around these people. You know, I just want to be by myself. And so I, I tried to hike faster them and they're going to kill me because they don't know this but <laughs> i tried to hike you know not around them just because i didn't want to be around not necessarily them but just people like i said yeah and they kept coming to my campsite i'm like oh my god and so one day i just decided to stealth away from them and and then i stayed at a shelter the following day and then they came there and i i was like okay well let's see what happens let's you know hang out with these guys and talk with them and they were actually pretty cool they were just like me they were hiking the trail for their own reasons and I was, I met this dude named Lucky and uh, he played a huge role in kind of bringing me out of my shell. He pushed me a little bit to say yes to things like, Hey, why don't we go to this bar? Why don't we get a hitch, you know, three miles on this random 20 mile day and, you know, go get some, you know, deli food or whatever, some breakfast, some coffee. Yeah. And that's something I would have never had done by myself. I was focused on the trail and soon after them kind of opening me up, I realized this isn't just a trail. This is my vacation. And that's how I treated it the rest of the trail. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, I, I think, I'm pretty sure you talked about this in one of your Q&A videos, uh, but do you see yourself kind of, I don't know, maybe adjusting the way you are now that you're off the trail, the way you are in normal life, I guess, um, uh, kind of building off of maybe some of the... Uh, introverted tendencies that you that you had um and i don't know i don't know you get what i'm going for there yeah i get it yeah so becoming more of like an extrovert kind of thing yeah yeah or at least a step in that direction now that you're uh, off trail i think i'm way less introverted than i was uh, we just went bowling with uh one of my fiance's friends and i was actually talking to her husband and, and that's something i was like and i would have done that but it wouldn't have been the kind of conversations we were having we were having a good time talking yeah. When, you know, whereas before the trial, I would have kind of just, you know, bowled and <laughs> sat back down and talked to Chrissy, you know, my fiance, and that would be it. So I think it's, I think it's brought me out of my, out of my shell, definitely. And I think it's going to continue. That's, uh, that's really good to hear. Definitely. Um, so speaking of Chrissy, mm -hmm. dude, I got to ask about this. Um, <laughs> you fucking proposed to her when you summited Katahdin. I did. That is, that is crazy. Why don't you talk a little bit about, Actually, not not even how that went down yet. Let's talk about even before that. Like, I don't know how long did you like plan on doing that. Like, can you just talk about like how you how you got that idea? Like, that's that's so unique and awesome. <laughs> okay, well, um, so it would help to know that beginning of the trail we were dating, kind of, uh, you know, on and off. Right? It wasn't. I didn't think it was anything serious. I couldn't feel attached to anyone. And that's been happening to me for years. I just kind of shrugged it off as, you know, whatever. I'm just not ready for a relationship kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There was one day in uh, Pennsylvania where she was hiking with me. She came up to hike for a day, and then we went and resupplied into town. And then I was going to come catch up with my trail family uh, after that. And I remember saying goodbye to her, and I'm walking down the trail. I was like, oh, no, I'm feeling close to somebody again. Mm. I'm going to marry this girl. And uh, <laughs> I remember calling my parents and be like, hey, just a heads up, this is what's going to go down, and I think I'm going to do it on Katahdin. You know, after my journey is over, I'll start my next journey. And so probably, you know, halfway through the trail, whatever Pennsylvania ends up to be, uh, you know, I started thinking about, okay, well, how am I going to get a ring? How am I going to do all this? And, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right, like, where you can't just, I mean, I could have got it maybe in New Hampshire, in Hanover, but I didn't know anything about the trail up north, you know. So lucky, going back to lucky, is... He was he had his uh, his brother's graduation uh, in Boston, uh, and it kind of worked out where we were all gonna uh, the whole trail family was gonna go with him and take a couple days down, and I was like this is the perfect opportunity for me to pick up a ring, and so we had it, I had it shipped to my parents and they ended up bringing it up to Katahdin with me but yeah it was uh, it was a complete unexpected thing I had no intentions on proposing while you know I had you know, started through hiking, but mm -hmm. as time developed, yeah, I started really getting into it. 
And talk about a freaking, like, endorphin, like, overload. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, not only are you finishing the Appalachian Trail, but then you fucking propose to... Oh, my God. That, right? That's that's so incredible, dude. How did you, like, how did you even handle... Like, I don't even know what to ask for that. Like, how did you, like, how did you handle that? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> well, it was funny. I had been leaving hints in the videos for a long time, and people had messaged me directly on Instagram asking, hey, did you mean you were going to propose oh, at the okay. end? And I'm like, okay, I got to tone it back because people are starting to figure it out. Uh, pretty much at the end of the day, Chrissy was the only one on the YouTube channel that I think didn't know what was about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, she had no clue. She was super surprised. In fact, I remember pulling out the box uh, out of my backpack and I gave my phone so Murica, my one of my trail family guys, could film the you know it happening for the video. Mm -hmm. And she took so long to even realize what I had in my hand. And she goes, "No, you didn't." Like she didn't believe she couldn't even believe that it was happening. So, <laughs> oh man, it was great. Freaking love that girl. That so, is that is yeah. that is so incredible. Um, mm -hmm. You you might have to tread lightly with this next question in case she hears this. <laughs> All right, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know, dude. Like. When you summited, like, like, were you even thinking about the fact that you finished the AT at that point? Like, was that still going through your head or were you like, you just thinking about um the fact that you're about to like freaking propose, dude, that's so insane. Oh no, I was uh the whole way going up the mountain. I wasn't thinking about anything except for finishing my journey. Really? As, cl as cliche as that sounds. Uh, you know, when I got done, I took my time at the sign I got done let my heart calm down a little bit. And then I was like, okay, it's time for my next journey. And honestly, that's what it felt like. Okay. That's, that's, that's cool. I, I think that's a very, uh, elegant way of, of, uh, of putting that dude. That's, <laughs> that's so incredible. I mean, that's just such Thanks. a unique, it's such a unique thing. Like, wow. Um, <laughs> let's see, dude, we're at almost an hour now. Um, yeah, time flew, man. Jeez. That's how, that's how it always goes with these things, mm -hmm. man. It, it always goes this way. Um, unfortunately, I kind of do have a, a hard stop in a couple, at about an hour here. Um, All good. So I think with that said, we have enough time for a story or two, maybe. I almost forgot to remind you, some of my uh, my regular listeners know that lately I've been, uh, or honestly, not even lately, just like consistently since I started this, I will like forget to tell people that there's always like a story time at the end and I always feel bad like putting them on the spot but I I remembered <laughs> yesterday I like it's like oh shit like sent you the email real quick so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with that with that said let's uh let's hear a story all right so this is going to be my I think most memorable moment on the AT cool and no one is involved in it except for me which I thought was really really cool well, I lied. So there's one other person, but still. So we had just gone over in the White Mountains, Mount Washington. And for those that don't know, it's a pretty intense hike. And it's a place where you can't do a lot of stealthing. You can kind of aim for the huts, the two huts, I believe. Uh, what is it? Adams and uh, uh, Lake the of the huts? Clouds. Lake of yeah. the Clouds and Madison. Madison, Madison. That's it. Yeah. So Lake of the Clouds Hut and Madison. You can kind of aim for those, but you know, you're not guaranteed a stay there. It's either a work for stay, you get there too early or, or too late, you're not doing it. So we ended up doing a 23 mile day or something insane to get over Washington. My whole uh, trail family had stayed minus one person at the, the previous hut going down to the Osgood campsite. And I remember just, you know what, I'm, I can't stay here because I don't have a sleeping pad. I'm in a hammock. And I'm not going to sleep on the floor. It's, I, don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I yeah. sleep in my hammock. So I remember going down Madison, right? Madison? Yeah. And uh, I, I got a stealth site pretty close to Osgood. I didn't quite make it because it was dark. And I, any, Anyway, it, it was a long day, to put it in other words. And I woke up the next morning only expecting to do like a 15-mile day into the, whatever the next shelter site for the AMCs were. Mm -hmm. I ended up pushing a 27 and a half mile day and just decided to do the whites just in just finish off the whites in that final day because I was Damn. ready to get out of there. That day we went over the wildcats and the rest of the presidentials and it was the worst day <laughs> on the trail. It, it was like 31. Uh, it, I can't believe it wasn't snowing. Uh, I couldn't see anything. Water was it was raining. Water was rushing down 
uh, the Wildcats, uh, Carter Dome. It was terrible. Not coming to mention down. the Wildcats, like going up from Pinkham Notch. There, that's like the steepest oh, section yeah. of the entire Appalachian Trail. Right, and the rocks are super slick, as you know. So gnarly, yeah. And coming down, you're just hoping you don't slip and die, let alone just you know <laughs> make it down without getting wet. But I'm soaked. Uh, it's it's. I'm just. I couldn't be any more wet, and I'm shooting for Rattle River Hostel. And, you know, I remember just walking through it and I did, did a little dance on Middle Carter Dome just to, you know, show that I was still, you know, just feeling it and just having <laughs> yeah. a good time. And I had that in the video. I just had so much fun and uh, I just felt like I was, I was really behind physically and all the rest of the people that I was hiking with. It was just like I labeled the episode something I need to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what better way to prove that to myself than the White Mountains coming out of it the last day? Yeah, dude, for sure. That's that's a that's a gnarly section of trail. I Philip Karsha the first time we recorded back in April. Um, oops, dropped my pencil. Number episode number twenty four. Um, he told an end of episode story about that same like part of the oh, trail. Yeah? So <laughs> Syntax seventy seven talked about the Wildcats a little bit too, and we mm-hmm. recorded like that is such a gnarly part of the trail. A lot of my listeners um are people that have hiked in the White Mountains, so I'm sure they can relate to that. Um, well, maybe not the, the through hiking aspect, but you know, just how crazy that section of trail is. Yeah. That's pretty damn incredible, man. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I think we're going to kind of, kind of wrap this up now, dude. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Everybody listening. I pretty much just emailed frozen out of the blue. I was like, Hey, let's do this. Or do you want to do this podcast thing? I'm, I've had a couple of people recommend you as a guest and he replied, like within like an hour or two, I'm pretty sure. Just like, <laughs> yep, let's do it. Tell me when, tell me where, and uh, and we'll do it. And I just, I really appreciate that, man. Um, oh man, it was my pleasure. I had a blast with you. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. And you're welcome back on anytime. Um, the last couple things I want to say here. Now I'm sure a lot of the people listening to this um, know where to find you and all that stuff, but I'm sure there's some people who don't. So. Where can people go to find your YouTube videos and follow you on any social media channels you want to plug? Yeah, so search on YouTube, Outdoor Adventures. I'm the first one that pops up. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's Frozen's Outdoor Adventures. Cool, man. Last question. I know people have been asking you this one a ton. So I'm not even, I usually ask, you know, what's next. Um, I, I won't ask like what's next as far as like the hiking goes, but just like, you know, What's next as far as, as, as life goes? I know you're looking for this job. Um, do you have any other plans that are significant beyond that? And getting married, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, getting married in February. And uh, as soon as I get the job, uh, I'll be saving for the PCT. So it will be trail related. Cool, man. Cool. Stoked to stoked to, uh, to hear about that. And I'm definitely stoked to watch some of those videos. Um, whenever that is, I think we're going to end it here, dude. Thank you so much. Hi, man. Thank you. Everybody listening... Thank you as well. Please, please go check out 46 Climbs if you made it this far into the episode and consider making a donation there. I would really appreciate that. Um, Yeah, have a good one, everybody. Bye.